Welcome back to Group Chat, everybody. And as always, we've got a ton of stuff over on the website for you. Just go to rushcreek.org, go to the groups page, and down at the bottom, click on the resource button. Okay, everybody, welcome back. We are on again, moving on in season three. And we are here with Stephen Alkalan, and he is our Aralagos Group's pastor. Stephen, thanks for coming on. No problem. So he's here today uh, to talk to us about the topic of identity in Christ and what exactly that means uh, for ourselves and for our small groups. And we'll just jump right into it. So, uh, Stephen, that's probably a phrase that we hear a lot in the church world is, you know, find your identity in Christ. And mm-hmm. I know when I was in youth group, that was a really big thing um, for, for teenagers kind of coming into their own, but even adults sometimes struggle with it. So when mm-hmm. we say that our identity is supposed to be in Christ, what exactly does that mean? Well, the first thing that makes me think of is like, you know, think about whenever you meet someone for the first time and you're trying to get to know them. Uh, one of the first questions that we ask is, so what do you do for a living or where do you work? You know, um, maybe this is just a go-to icebreaker question, but I think sometimes um, unconsciously we kind of equate what we do for a living with who you are as an, I am a teacher, I am an accountant, I am an engineer, as if this is your identity, which says who I think I am is based on what I do. And um, the dictionary defines identity as the distinguishing character of an individual. And our career many times does distinguish or separate us you know, from others, but that shouldn't be the distinguishing character of us because what about those who have had several career changes in life like me, right? <laughs> our identity should be rooted in something that is unchanging. So to find your identity in Christ means that you believe the things God says about you is true because of the faith that you have in Christ who Christ said that he was. Okay. So um, a couple of verses that are, that come to mind when every time that I hear identity in Christ, second um, Corinthians five seventeen and Galatians two 20, second uh, Corinthians five seventeen says, um, uh, therefore, um, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has gone. The new is here. So uh, a new creation means we have a new identity because of Christ, right? And uh, in Galatians 2.20 says, um, I, I, I've been crucified with Christ and I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. And the life I now live in this body, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. So the life I now live, I live by faith in Christ. So that's to trust what he said is true about, um, about who I am. Um, which are just the characteristics that God has attributed to me. And, and it's to believe um, who God said he was, uh, which are the characteristics uh, of him, such as uh, I am a child of God. I am an heir with Christ. Uh, I'm, I'm no longer a slave. I have been set free. I am chosen, holy, blameless before God. Uh, but those are only true for those who believe uh, in Christ, as it says in John 3.16. So to sum all that up, what does it mean to find your identity in Christ? It's to believe that you are who you are um, based on who God says you are through your faith in Christ. Yeah, yeah, that's good. And, you know, you kind of mentioned it at the beginning. The idea of identity is is a big thing 
uh, in our culture today um, with, you know, in the political realm, there's things like gender identity and, um, you know, sexual orientation and all that. And, and, and people are trying to define themselves based upon how they feel. They're trying to define themselves based upon, you mentioned, you know, your job, you know, I, I did identify myself. I find my identity in what I do. Um, and for the Christian that can be, that can be problematic for anybody, but that can really be problematic for a Christian. You know, I think about someone like you who used to work at, you know, at Bell helicopter and worked in engineering type world. And then you come over into the church world. You know, if you found your identity in your work, all of a sudden, I would assume coming into the church world, you're probably going to feel a lot better about yourself because now you're doing God's work and all of that jazz. Um, so when, when someone, tries to place their identity in all of these other things, what does it look like when it comes back into, no, I am a person created in the image of God. And if I believe I've been adopted as his son, how does that actually change their outlook of who they are? Yeah. So it's something that is, is ever, that, that doesn't change because like you said, um, whenever we, whenever we find our identity in things that change, when circumstances changes, it causes us to question who we are, it causes us to question um, you know, our value and our, and our worth, you know, we've, we've said this before, like, who, who am I? You know, like, I don't know who I am. I got to find myself. Right. Um, but whenever we put our faith in Christ, it, it's something that never changes based on whatever sort of circumstance uh, that you go through. So it, so it helps ground you uh, no matter who you are, where you are, what, you know, stage of life that you're in um, all these truths that, that God, says about you is true every day and will always be true. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And then to kind of, um, kind of switch it and take it off of ourselves for a second, which is ironic on an identity podcast and put it back out onto those other things that we found our identity in. When we instead find our identity in Christ, how does it change the way we view our life? How does it change the way we view our job or we view um, our relationships or all of that? How does that change? And so, my one of my life verses, probably the life verse that I go to is, is Colossians three seventeen, uh, and it says, "In whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through Him." So when you think about that, you know, whatever you do, whether in word or deed, like that's that's everything. Those are your actions, your thought life, um, your relationships, your your finances work, um, you know, what you do for a living and, and why you chose that career, um, that affects everything. Um, and when you think about where it says, um, do it all in the name of the Lord, um, if you do something in the name of the Lord, um, it means that you do it with the authority that the Lord has given you and not on your own authority, right? And, and that you act within um, you know, those limits of, of that authorization. So, so I can't go out and commit adultery in the name of the Lord Jesus, because he hasn't given me the authority to do that. Like it's clear that adultery yeah, doesn't work. Is, is, it doesn't work that way. Right. So, so if I am told that it, you know, whatever I do, whatever I say, whatever I think to do it in the name of Jesus, um, I've got to do it in a way that Christ says to do it so that I can um, just obey him, right. And obedience to him, but also so that I can experience life and life abundantly. And, you know, I laid down my life when I trusted Jesus, 
which means I laid down my right to live life my way, which is what I did for 27 years. Uh, and since Christ purchased my life with, with his blood and his sacrifice, sacrifice, I'm his. I'm to be used by him and for him. I am his, his agent to do the Father's will. And so this, this changes everything that I do in every area of my life. Yeah, yeah, good stuff, definitely. So uh, we kind of hit the the individual side of it, you know, as we as individual followers of Jesus, then um, to bring that into the small groups aspect of things. Um, what is what is a way or what are ways? I'm sure there's multiple that our small groups help us do this, help us um, keep our focus on Christ, our identity in Christ, um, help us handle a crisis when we're maybe not doing this as well as we should. Um, where do small groups just come into this to this aspect of our life? Yeah, so um, like you said, there there are many ways, or or another way I say that there's there's many characteristics um, that that we've been um, given by God, right? That that makes us who we are. And um, in small groups at Rush Creek Church, we tend to kind of focus on three of those. It's not an exhaustive list. Uh, but these three, we like to focus on in the context of, of community. And those are, um, we are, we are learners, we're family and we are, uh, missionaries. And so just regarding the, the specific example that you're, that you're asking about, like whenever trouble comes or adversity comes, um, one of our identities as believers in Jesus, is that we are, we're family, like we are family members, we are brothers and sisters, uh, in Christ. These aren't social clubs. These aren't just Bible studies where we're just, you know, learning about particular books in the Bible and then uh, say goodbye. Like we, we're doing life together. We, we pursue deep relationships with one another. And so um, when tough times come and they will come and they do come to everyone, whether you're a member or a leader, um, we surround one another and, and, and love and, and show up as, as brothers and sisters and family to, to lift one another up to, to bear one another's burdens. And, um, it's a joy to do that. It's, it's not, it's a privilege to be able to do that, um, for the people that are, that God has given us and provision to us to be built up in, in the context of biblical community. Yeah. Yeah. So if let's, let's say, I don't know, maybe if you have a specific example that you can think of, or just maybe in general, let's say there's, um, a group member or even a group leader, um, who's kind of struggling with this idea um, you know, they, maybe they're finding their identity in what they do or in a broken relationship or whatever. Um, yeah. and instead they need to, they need to bring it back and find that identity in Christ. How would you encourage a group to come alongside that leader or to come alongside that person, um, and help them reorient themselves? Yeah, that's a good question. So, um, an example would be, um, maybe someone, lost their job um, in, in a small group. And that person was Which definitely happened a lot lately. It has happened a lot uh, lately. Um, depending on when you listen to this podcast, we are uh, in the midst of a uh, worldwide pandemic. Well, that's uh, right. I normally uh, mention that. Yeah. This is the COVID-19 <laughs> era recordings of the podcast. So it definitely. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And so, um, you know, we, we all, we all struggle um, at moments, you know, sometimes we forget our identity. And so, um, when, when you lose a job, you start, you may feel, um, 
embarrassed. You may feel like you are not worthy, that you are not, you aren't good enough to maintain that job. Um, and so the, the small group can come around that person and just remind them, you know, verbally that, Hey, remember, um, your identity is not found in your job. Your identity is found in Christ. You are so valuable to God. You are so uh, valuable that, that God sent his son, Jesus to die for you. Um, you are worth more than, than, um, the name of the company that's on your, your paycheck. So you, you just remind them of who they are, uh, in Christ. And then, and then you pray for them right there on the spot. Um, uh, just to kind of reaffirm um, that truth and, and ask God to, to heal them and to help them remember who they are. And, um, man, it, I can't imagine suffering, um, from those feelings that, you've lost your identity or you, you feel of no value in isolation with no one there to encourage you and to build you up and to remind you of those truths. I mean, even for the, for the believers in Jesus, it's like, we, we know that that's our identity, but um, we tend to forget or we tend to get distracted. And man, when you're alone and you don't have people, you know, chasing after you, to love you and encourage you, man, that is just, it's so difficult. So just, this is why we have, this is why we offer small groups here at, at Rush Creek. Um, it's, it's a provision to, to ensure that you will continually be built up and encouraged uh, when life throws you some curveballs. Yep. Good stuff, Stephen. Thank you so much for joining us again. Uh, thank you guys for listening in. We hope it helps you out and we will see you next time. See y'all. Thanks again, everybody, for listening to Group Chat. For more training and resources, just head over to the website at rushcreek.org. On the groups page, scroll down to the bottom and click on the resource button.